Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of Let's Talk About Brand was initially broadcast as a live stream in 2021. It has been edited from its original format. Welcome to the very first episode of Let's Talk About Brand in 2021. Good way to start the year. But anyway, how are we doing, folks? So happy to be here with you today. I am live here every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. British Time. I do the show every week. We talk about branding with a focus on personal branding. Our guest this week, our guest today is the phenomenal Mr. Troy Sandage, a.k.a find Troy. And we're going to be talking about finding your personal brand. Troy has certainly done this. Um, In fact, he, like many of us, has done it repeatedly because he's constantly evolving in his career. And uh, he is a strategist. He helps brands and companies and people with their social media strategy, making sure that they can really do as well as they can possibly do with his help. So let's bring on Troy. Yay! Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. We made it to 2021, and I am not your host, but I don't mind switching spots. Yeah. (laughs) Happy 2021, Troy. All right. While I fix my camera, I'm going to put you on uh, as the the primary screen for just a moment. But but before I do that, I'm going to launch right into our uh, my first question for you, which is, can you tell us a little bit, you know, we're going to back out into uh, a little bit broader stuff later, but can you tell us right now about your brand as it currently stands right now and what that means to you? Sure. So for all you know, 2020 has been legitimately an incubator for me and I'm, I'm sure for many other people. I've realized that up until this point, for those who know of Fine Troy, that I need to project a premium brand and there's different sides to my brand. I'm not just a marketer. I am a black professional. I am a black man. I'm a husband. I have interest in sports. I have an interest in strategy. I want to help NGOs. I want to help small and medium-sized business. I want to help big brands. I want to do all of these things. And you realize that you don't want to limit your brand by just what one person or one, one group of people know you by. It's really about expanding that, but making sure it's in the same flow. So for me, I'm currently the chief strategy officer at Bolt Labs. And then I also work with them on Inside the Vault, which is a whole separate thing, and I won't go into that. Um, outside of that, everyone knows Fine Troy. I've also created a company in the last 90 days called Strategy Hackers. And that's the extension of what is my personal brand being Fine Troy for business. You see, for me personally, I think it's like a psychological thing. And I think other people will resonate with this too, that when you talk about your brand, sometimes you have to wear different hats to get into that mode, to get into that zone of like, in this moment, I'm a speaker. In this moment, I'm a contractor. In this moment, I'm this or I'm that or whatever your different identifiers are. That's still a part of your brand. So I've been pushing pretty heavily on call this 
social universe. So really, you can think of the same way you have a brand universe. You have this identity. And under that tier, you have so many subsets, it's different groups that people will buy your product or buy your service or support you because of the connection and the times that they have. That's what I've been really focusing on in 2020. Like, what are the core things that Troy wants to do? How does that make you money? But also, how does that tie into my brand and support each other without, you know, making me tired and constrained, right? So that's what I've done. I've created this premium brand, and I'm saying I'm doing these different facets of myself. Christine has done the same thing, and she's doing a phenomenal job of expanding her reach, providing all these different facets within the same ecosystem universe of her brand identity. I love that. That's fantastic. So, so in terms of that, so when, so when now is when we're going to back out for just a second, and I'd love to to hear from you. When you say your brand, what does that mean to you? What does your Man, brand consist of? I think my brand consists of what I want to attract. This is my mm-hmm. message. This is what I do, but I also want to attract certain vibes. So. You know, you can't choose your family, but you can choose those who work with your brand. How you do that is your messaging, your tone, your presence. Um, Christine, you do a phenomenal job, and everyone, like, they know the red, but, like, we see the <laughs> higher end, like, the details. Even though there was, like, a little fumble we're going on right now, it still shows that we, we know she's going to bring a high class, a high quality. That attracts people who want to work with people who want to deal with high quality and different things like that. So if you want to go big and get these bigger clients, those bigger opportunities, you have to actually physically think, how do I speak their language to do that? Absolutely. And it's worked on Kelly. Kelly has said that we are two of her favorite humans, which is fantastic. Oh, so we're Kelly. clearly speaking to her. Um, now, Troy, <laughs> how long have you been in business um, as you, as a personal brand? Man, I would say 12 years. Wow. You know, I really would say 12 years. And I think one. And you're pretty young. Moment, that was a while ago. <laughs> My birthday is going to be the last day of this month, so it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I think we really need to pat ourselves on the back for how far we've come and how we've evolved and grown even in success and even in failures. It's really pushing you toward the direction you're meant to go in. So for me, I think I started out in social just to just, I want to tweet. You know, I discovered Twitter chats in 2014 with brand chat. Five years later, I'm a moderator. We're still trying to figure out how to relaunch that in 2020. I know other people are yes, asking. Yes, brand chat. Chat brand about brand and brand chat have to support each other. <laughs> and so I think it's been a crazy journey. The one thing I think I've stayed consistent is my branding has evolved and been true to myself. Even if I switch gears from being a speaker to a live streamer, all these different hats, I've stayed true to my, my message, my tone. I never changed how I want to come across. I've evolved. I've gotten better. But I've never changed the core ingredients of me. And I think that's what you need to do um, when it comes to your brain as well. Now, when you started out, you said it was 12 years ago. Um, so you so you mm-hmm. were you were like in your teens. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, yes. So I am not how, a prodigy, but I <laughs> or anything like that. So how did at what point was there a realization of if I'm gonna be out there? I need to be somewhat in charge of the message and in how I convey myself. I need to be in charge of this impression. Was there a time that you can think of when that really clicked as something you needed to define? Almost definitely. So surprise, I'm black. So I want to talk that moment for just two seconds is that I'm realizing I'm trying to get into these doors and break these ceilings, right? And I just couldn't get through. 
and I'm looking, why could I not get through? I'm doing the resumes, I'm doing these different things, I'm trying to get in these doors. LinkedIn was just popping up back then. And I recognized I need to establish my own brand. I need to put myself out there how I want to come across and leverage the communities I'm building to say, hey, when you see me, look, when they search my name, oh, he's doing something. I think many times we, we're waiting until, hey, I need to do this first. I need to do all these checklists first. No, 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 no. Start making progress now with your brand. Maybe you don't have the domain name yet. Maybe you don't have all the name figured out, but you can still put the buzz up, start building community, build the Twitter list and all these different things. So me back then recognizing I need to have some support and some help that can give me some leverage of saying, hey, look at me, look at me. This is what I want to be found for in search. This is what I want you to know about me. These are things that I've done for volunteer work or whatever. So fast forward to the answer the question in like 20 seconds. I had opportunity to be a social media intern for the first social media company in back hometown in Indiana. And we were working with the mayor of Gary, Indiana. We were working in the state of Indiana, the state of Illinois. And I, at the time, I didn't realize how big and significant it was. Like, who are you? I'm like, can I find you on Instagram? Can I find you on Twitter? Uh, no. Do it. It's bigger than your resume. They'll find you. They'll get a better perception of who you are as a human, what you identify with, what you love, what you support. That's a part of your brand. That's what's going to help people, you know, get business from maybe someone else. I love that. It is bigger than your resume. It really fills out a full a full picture there in a way that something like a resume or something like even just a website never, ever could. So when you realized that you needed to take control of your digital footprint and how you could be found in the world and how you would put yourself out there, what are some of the first things well, this is sort of a two-parter. You can answer this whichever way you want. What are some of the first things that you focused on making sure to define for yourself? And since it was 12 years ago and the digital landscape has changed so thoroughly since then, what are the first things that you would recommend now for people to get on top of defining? And are they the same or are they different? Right. So for me, number one was finding out what do I want to be named or what namesake is out there? Believe it or not, Fineshore wasn't a thing until like 2016, 2015, somewhere in there. Before that, I was going by my full name. I had my domain, and everything was linked to Troy Sandage. Some people can't spell Sandage, and I thought it'd make it quick and easy. So me figuring out the namesake to make it easy, rememberable, and people can constantly associate that was key. Because now it saves so much time and effort of, here's my link for this, here's my link for that, and people lose track of that. They have one unified link, it makes it so much easier but if you can't have that right now if unfortunately you're not like me where you can find something very simple you can use a link tree put other links in there and just have one focal link um to do that there's many other examples of that for me moving forward and think about it now i would tell someone you know start with a community first i was trying to do all the back end stuff first then when i did it it didn't matter because i didn't have people already looking to talk to me and search out for me so i'd say start with the community first building out on at least two platforms that you're a comfortable with that you can commit to that you're passionate about and the keyword being consistent with engaging yes. in and <laughs> if you do that everything else will start to grow because your audience will literally tell you eh, maybe you should do this We're, we resonate with this they're going to give you the literal blueprint of how to build your brand up and a Secondly, because they're a part of that journey with you, they're going to feel a part of that process. Those people who felt like I was a part of Fine Shore Growing, and it's true, they gave me opportunities on live streams, they helped me grow with my Twitter account, they gave me all these different conversations, and they made it feel like, hey, this isn't just a win for Troy getting another opportunity, it's a win for all of us. And you can captivate that same thing within your brand as well. 
I'm just breathless. That was incredible. Yes, community. Community matters so much more than your colors or your name or your logo. It matters so much more than owning a platform because if you have that community, they will be wherever you want to be, which is fantastic. I love that. And I love my chat about brand community and my let's talk about brand community. So Troy, I wanted to, we had some questions from the, actually, you know what? First, I'm going to backtrack a little. Find Troy. Why find Troy? What does that well, mean to you? Well, after it was taken, so I couldn't do that. <laughs> um, so at the time, you know, there's uh, different things where you're trying to find the the, the additive or the, you know, to really get it out there. So you got people saying, ask Troy. I'm like, well, I'm not, you know, a philosopher, sociologist, psychologist. Like, I don't want to have that kind of way. But when I was like, well, I'm trying to find myself. Like, literally, I'm trying to find myself, my purpose in this world. I know that's like a mega deep. And whatever but that tied into like well how do i find you I'm like well find troy that's literally how it started now if i had a dollar every time someone said hey i found you i found Troy, boy boy could i get some money and do some stuff but that's really where it came from just short and sweet and to the point i spent about three months um working on figuring out that you have to give credit to um kellyanne collins um for kind of helping me think of a word that can go in front of troy that makes sense and eight letters easy to, to go for it and there you go that's the story I love it. Now, have you had to, sh 12 years, again, um, what are some ways that you have shifted the way that you show up? And what let you know uh, that it was time to shift and kind of guided that transition? Oh, I got y'all. This is a good one. This is a good one. So, for all you know, I was, I was a big Twitter person, like mega Twitter. I never spoke. I never did live streams. I never did podcasts. I just wanted to focus on something that Everyone's telling me, Troy, you're good at this. I'm like, ooh, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna just stay in my little safe space because it's comfortable. It's what I know. I'm not being challenged in any way, shape, or form. I'm still growing, so I'm on this. And then come knocking uh, Jessica Phillips, and we're trying to do all these things. And I look at all the people who are looking at me now, I'm like, wow, you're a great speaker. Why are you doing that? I'm like, y'all, this really happened in like a two-year span of me forcing myself to get out of my comfort zone. So I talk fast, I think fast. You know, I'm not nervous. It's just I'm so excited. And I can have those ideas that sometimes my mouth cannot keep up with my head. And I'm like, I don't know if anyone wants to hear what I have to say. I'm not meant to be that. Well, your truth is no one has your particular story. It doesn't matter if it's the exact company, the exact way. Your full per perception of your experience and combination, everything that makes you you provides you a very unique story that nobody else can tell. And somebody else would find worthy of it. And I thought about it this way. If someone like Christine didn't reach out and communicate her story and share her things with me, I would have never received that and been empowered to do what I'm meant to do with my purpose. So for you, not choosing to share your story in other mediums because out of fear or out of, I don't know if I can do it, out of comfortability, you're actually holding at someone else from reaching their potential by just achieving what you want by sharing your story. So when I learned and got comfortable, again, expanding, going to live streams, doing podcasts, like you don't have to do all of these things whether, whatever your personality type may hinder you on certain things, but do other things that you're seeing is a trend, that you're seeing that could be measurable, that you can potentially be consistent in, that can also leverage what you already do. Once I realized, hey, me making an appearance on live streams actually builds my Twitter community. It actually helps me get in search more. It actually established my YouTube game, even though I'm not really doing YouTube right now. And it supports other people. All those different bullet points align with my brand. I'm just using someone else to help me do it. Also, I'm supporting them. And now it's an ecosystem of helping each other. 
So the transition for me is recognizing I don't just, I'm not just a Twitter person. I'm just not a marketer. I can share my personal story as part of my professional brand to not only get business, to not only establish community, but really speak my truth. And those things make an impact. So my transition, I'm going from just on screen here to now being in front of you now and being comfortable. And I would have never been comfortable if I didn't challenge myself to do something else. And I encourage you all to do the same. I love that. And as we can see, you can go live even on Twitter if that's where your community is. I have been playing with that. This used to be just a Facebook Live show. And the reason I am on Twitter and Periscope also right now, and give us a shout, Twitter and Periscope viewers, uh, is because, you know, like yourself, I've discovered Twitter to be a fantastic place for building community right now. But I don't want to limit it to that. I want to build a fully formed relationship with all of these fabulous people. And Jen loves your story. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So I'm going to move on to some questions that people from my Tuesday Twitter chat, chat about brand had for you. And you actually answered some of these already because, again, you, you are so good at Twitter. But I'm going to ask you here in the, in the live stream as well. So first up, we got Marianne. She wants to know what you like and dislike about Clubhouse. So this is an interesting one. Clubhouse, for those who don't know, is an audio-only app. Um, You have conversations in there with people um, audibly, no video, and once it's over, it's over. And it is invite-only right now, and Troy and I are both in there. So, So let's talk about what you like and dislike about Clubhouse at the moment and uh, if, how it's helping your brand. So number one, so three days ago, I was an Android user for the past 10 years. So oh, that man. showed me the impact <laughs> of Clubhouse because of my job. I had to get an iPhone to actually be a part of these conversations. So if you're a person that, again, you don't live streams and everything like that or other things, I love that within the app, I can talk and do other things. It's really like a podcast live experience or it's almost like you're on stage and different things, but it's just an audio experience where you have different people who want to speak. You can listen. You can literally have to raise your hand if you want to share something. So it has that classroom type of vibe, but it's less personal. I like the fact that I off the cuff don't know if you're verified. I don't know what your follower account is. I don't know if you're big or small. It's just, it equalizes the playing field and you can just have conversations. Now I want to premise by saying it's only for iPhone users. That's why I had to do a whole switch thing to do it for work. But I'm saying there is some potential there. But for those, don't worry. There is news that Twitter Spaces may be a complimentary piece or a competitor piece to Clubhouse. So if you can't get on Clubhouse or you're not sure yet, Twitter may be the way to go. Have you played with Twitter Spaces at all yet? I just submitted for access to it on the form. Um, I can share that form link if anyone else would in- be interested in trying to get you know, beta be tests on there. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet either. Um, but how are you planning to use Chat uh, Clubhouse to to uh, build your brand, if at all? 
Or is it something you're just well, kind of playing with I'm going to give all the secrets, y'all, but for Christine, I'm going to give you all the really big secrets I've been doing because we want to spread the wealth. So, yes. you know, I'll be in the clubhouse, and it's a thing where I've noticed when people say they're on clubhouse on other social media platforms, all of a sudden they get all the followers on their clubhouse. And so I've been able to connect low-key with all these high-level people either yeah. in my industry or my space or specifically people who I feel like are decision makers to help me get more business or help my clients get more business. And what I've done, most of them have their link to Twitter. So I'll go to their Twitter account. I won't follow them right away because I don't, I don't be that person. Like, I don't know. Unless we had a conversation. <laughs> but what I'll do, I'll add them to a private clubhouse list of saying, these are the people that I'm following or following me on Clubhouse or that I'm in interest Clubhouse that are in my target demographic that I put on Twitter. Now I can see their conversation, see what they're doing and shift and going from there and really be you know, in the know and nurture those potential leads. So I've been using them as a lead magnet and a community tool. Um, that's been all I've pretty much done right now. But that's a fantastic way to use it. New platform, new opportunities. Uh, so next question I'm going to ask is from Kevin. He wants to know the most common challenge you help your clients overcome. I think I know I posted about this in Twitter. Um, and I use my patented <laughs> acronym being Clover, I think. And it sounds like it's concepts that are intangible, but really it matters. Like you need clarity. Like as a marketer, if you're an accountant, if you're a social media person, if you don't have clarity between one and another of what the expectations are, what you want, what's the roadmap to get there, how to get there, it won't matter. It won't work. So I help them get clarity. I help them leverage what they already have as far as resources. Because, you know, you see me like, oh, Troy, I don't have a lot of money for pages. There's a lot of organic things you can do to get the money, the results, the desires that you want. We just have to be very strategic about it. And optimization. I'm going to look at your brand, look at your social accounts, um, your brand authority, and let's see those things that we can, you know, tweak. And then we create the vision and the value. Are you articulating your value? Are you creating that vision? Not only a vision that's true to yourself, that's beyond just work, that's that life work bound, but also the vision you want to create with your clients and your customers. Um, and then you have the execution. Well, we can do all this talk, sure, but if you, if you don't have someone to hold you accountable to execute, it won't matter. And lastly, we got to get results. So what's the ROI on that? What's the revenue on that? And not only that, what's the retention on that? Because we don't want to just give you the results. We want to have something that's sustainable for years to come. That's incredible. That is a knowledge bomb right there to be dropping on us. Thank you so much. <laughs> so that actually probably mostly answers the next question, which is Kelvin wants to know the biggest challenge you face when growing brands. Oh, man. I think expectations. Because when people hear different things, like right now, I need to be on Clubhouse and I want 5,000 followers on Clubhouse. I'm like, oh, time on, time on. We don't even know how it works. Does it even matter about the number? Like, some of us can't even get on. Half your audience is an Android user, so it's an exclusive situation. I don't know. And that could be the same thing for TikTok. It could be the same thing for Twitter Fleet. I mean, it's like, oh, Twitter Fleet is out. Well, we're doing the IG store. We're doing Android TV. We're doing LinkedIn story. Well, hey, do Twitter Fleet now, too. So it's just the, the constant of expectation is a big challenge. So when you can, again, clarity and leverage yourself to create that vision, like, hey, we're going to stay true to this. We're going to spend 10% of our time exploring new things that may work that we need to try, but we're not going to just shift gears from the focus to do something else. So I think that's what we're trying to do. And that's what I try to help. And this is a really big challenge that we have to go through. That is perfect. Thank you so much, Troy. Trisha would love to know your ultimate goal for your brand over the next one to three years, whatever time frame you're looking at. And if you've needed to adjust any of the steps along the way there to consider this global pandemic, which despite it being 2021 now, 
doesn't mean a thing. It's still going on. Man. All right. My ultimate goal is to create enough business where I can devote more free time to help others grow. And not only that, allow other people to join part of my company or organization as a partner, as a collaborator, or other companies I'm connected to that, you know, freelancers who, hey, I need taking a push to get there. Well, why not spread the wealth? Here it is. Get the leads. Get the money. Do what you need to do. Some, some people are great artists. Some people are great at writing Facebook ads, whatever your thing is, and they just don't have the time to market themselves. There's yes. nothing against them. They can learn it, but it's just maximizing time. If they, you know, mom of three, and they're trying to manage that and school, you know, during a pandemic and all this stuff, it gets crazy. So if I can leverage myself to help other people grow and do and that sounds like a soft answer, but no, that's really what I want. And when I recognize the more money I'm able to make and the more time I'm able to devote to helping other people, the more freedom I'll have to help people behind me and we'll all can grow together. Perfection. It's, it sounds like you've got a pretty clear goal here and that everyone should try to find Troy if they want to join his community and uh, get his help in growing. So Troy, tell the good people at home where they should find you. Well, I mean, we've been saying it's a boom money for the past like 30 minutes. Find Troy <laughs> anywhere. You can search it on Google. I'm on every platform known to mankind at Find Troy. Um, again, if you want one-on-one -on -one strategy or group strategy with me, reach out. I am trying to do a lot more of that. I also work for Vote Lab as a chief strategy officer. So if you're a brand or you know of a company that needs real social media, graphic design, the whole works help, we're a full boutique integrated marketing communication systems solutions company that can help you do that. And I have another thing in the works for strategy hacking group that I teased on Twitter that if you want to be a part of it, I've actually made a list. Let me know, DM me on Twitter, and I will add you to my list and let you know what we do it. That is fantastic. I highly encourage everybody to find Troy. He's right over there, but he's also on all the things at Find Troy. Thank you so much, Troy, for being on. You're amazing. I'm really excited for the thing that we are planning on launching together on uh, January 29th. So everyone should make sure they're following both of us so that they can get updates on that. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Troy. Again, as I said at the beginning of the show, I do this show every single Friday, 12 noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, um, whatever time is where you are. And I also have a companion Twitter chat on Tuesdays. And so next week's Twitter chat on Tuesday at, again, noon Eastern, is going to be about branding with what you love. It's not just about what you do. It's not just about you, but also branding about the other things branding, incorporating the other things that you love that really resonate with you into your brand. And the reason we're going to be talking about that is because on Friday, my guest is going to be the fabulous Brianne Fleming, host of Pop Chat, which is actually after, right after this show, basically, it's at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So you get time to like grab a snack, grab a coffee, whatever you got to do, then hop on Brianne Fleming's Twitter for Pop Chat. So she has certainly branded with what she loves. Being a huge fan of the Backstreet Boys and pop culture in general is a huge part of her whole thing. So we're going to talk about incorporating the things you love into your very own brand. So I hope to see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk About Brand, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Christine Gritman, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Christine Gritman. 
You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.